2: Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of March 30th, 2017. I'm Jose Otero, and coming up on Nintendo Voice Chat, we've got the Splatoon Global Test Fire to talk about, we've got Snake Pass to talk about, um, some news, and joining me to talk about it this week, we have Zach Ryan. Hey, everybody. Yeah, have Brian Altano. What's up, what's up, what's up? And we have Pear Schneider. Hello. Now, before we begin, I just want to start out with a quick thank you to everyone who has been supporting the show and watching the show. March uh, 2017 was actually the biggest month for NBC in, in the show's life. No and we owe I a lot of that to you. So thank you so much for watching, for listening, for checking us out. Like, we're very grateful for it. It's crazy. It was such yeah. a slow news month. Yeah, me. nothing happened. happened. Yeah, we need nothing more uh, consoles to get announced yeah. and maybe released. Uh, it's a joke. Maybe like yeah. a Zelda game or two would be good. Yeah, cool. that'd be good too. Um, all right. So, first up, uh, let's talk about the Splatoon 2 global test fire, which uh, was this, this past weekend um (laughs) don't call it a beta uh (laughs) but um you know some some news from the inky front so i'm curious out of all like who played i played a ton you say some news from the inky front yeah Yeah. i thought that That was good yeah uh what about you did i tried
3: uh, i got through the tutorial and then it could not connect to a single match What? and do you
4: think it was like a firewall issue here or might have been you guys were hogging up all the internet here no i played from home yeah i played here Um, and uh, everything worked for me i like i had no disconnects mm-hmm. uh, i got i uh, and we had three switches running in my house at the same time, we were all able to connect, always reconnected right away after a match, um, and then at the end of the test fire, I'm like, ah, this is the last match, and my kids are like, nope, still going. You got that? G- and then they connected oh, again, and they yeah. got another match. Yeah, yeah. Not, not. You cool. got that
2: GM money router? Not cool.
4: Like I wasn't able Space to play anymore, but the kids were still
2: um, that crazy internet. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I connected to a bunch of matches at the office. I used a wired connection first, but I did jump on and so get you docked one it, and wired. wired it, right? Yeah, got docked it and wired it. Reminder: there's a USB. Uh, Ethernet adapter you can buy for your Switch. If you have one for Wii U, use it. If you've had one from Wii, use that. Yeah. Um, a couple of notes for me. First, uh, the Spy Dualies are really fun. Like, this was my first time really like, getting a chance to play around with them a lot more. And if you use the Spy Dualies, you got to use this new um, sort of deployable device called the uh, Curling Bomb which oh, yeah. uh, is basically this, this shape. It looks almost like, what's that little vacuum assistant people buy? Like Roomba. Uh, Roomba. Yeah, it looks like a Roomba. It looks like a curling iron, yeah. And you throw yeah. it. Uh, so how long you charge it up depends on its distance and how far it'll travel. So if you just tap the button, you'll fling it, and it will slide across the floor, and it will bounce off of walls. And it explodes at the end, of, like small explosion. Yeah, it explodes at the end, like ink, a grenade. Yeah. Um, but it will slide around, and that's really helpful because if a, an opponent is pretty far off, you can kind of cut him off and cut off his path a little bit as
5: you try to sort so of like get what are the it. what are the physics on it like? like? If you know somebody's coming around a corner, can you bounce it off the yes. wall? At yes, somebody? yes, that's absolutely, awesome. yeah. So that, that's why it gets its name, right? Sounds it's awesome. Like, yeah. Sounds like curling to me. Like yes. It, yes, good yes. Players absolutely. will
2: be deadly with it. Yeah, rad. And, if you, and if you hold the, will the button, not be. it's a short yeah. toss, and then boom, and it will. There's still a, a pretty hefty like uh, delay before it explodes, so you have mm. some time to get away. Okay, um, but you'll hear it sort of countdown and boom, um, and of course it leaves you vulnerable because you're almost out of ink when you shoot that thing. Yeah, right? like so yeah.
4: you got to be you got to be in a safe spot but you can also curl it off the ledge and stuff yes right? so absolutely yeah. you
2: can do some cool stuff with it I, I really like that um another cool thing is just how the splat dualies work in terms of and you've seen this before when they revealed the game but you can sort of dodge roll and uh you'll bring together your two ink streams into one and just let off a, a pretty uh, powerful attack granted though the tricky thing with it is that the way i play splatoon i'm very much used to jumping into squid form quickly or almost like hitting uh, jump and squid form at the same time. And if you jump before you hit squid form, you'll roll. Mm -hmm. You won't turn into squid and then jump. So I got to kind of change my timing because I'm so used to playing a certain way.
4: So I'm sure everybody
2: who played this, by the way, opened the
4: map by accident multiple times when trying to jump. They changed jump. They changed jump. And so like... I didn't. I haven't. I haven't played Splatoon for a while, but instantly, I'm trying to jump is like map every time. <laughs> and
2: bummer. Yeah, what you yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. different the same button, button placement as Zelda. Jump is the uh, the highest button. The Y yeah, button, yeah, yeah, the Y button, yes, it, or the X actually. From what I played y so far, right. and obviously
3: we have barely seen any of it. and I just went through the tutorial, but like it's it doesn't necessarily
4: feel like this huge jump. Uh, it
5: doesn't feel from like, like a sequel the X, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: No, I think yeah. that's 100%
4: fair. I had a hard time telling the difference. Like <laughs> honestly, I mean, like. It looks the same, and I've seen it at a at an event with you before. I was yeah, like, "I played it with is you." Is that there. more jaggy looking? Mm. Like when we first saw it, I thought I I even thought it was a step down, but on my screen it looked really nice. Like it had it didn't mm. have a lot of jaggy issues, but it. You could have fooled me, man. If if really? if I didn't know it was platoon two, and you just saw somebody playing it, looks it's the been same. A new map.
1: Yeah yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And that's sure. definitely something uh, in the feedback that I want to get to. But last last positive thing I do want to throw out there is uh, I played this over uh, data tethering on a, on another phone I have. So I have a a Project uh, Fi phone that I use every once in a while, especially for trips. Because the hell is that Project it's Fi is a, is, a, is, a, is a Google um, is basically Google's answer to like a data plan, and it oh. works internationally, which is great. So if you guys you send have, me do you have a, a secret identity. Attorney, no, I just have the phone still, and I, I pay Hi. for it. Um, so, <laughs> that sounds like that secret identity. So Double uh No, so I decided to, well, I haven't used any data this month, and it rolls over, so I'm just going to tether the phone to it. And uh, so where I live um, is horrible, by the way, for signal. Like it's just not good cell phone signal reception in general. I was playing just fine matches wow. from my room, which was surprising mm. me. What the oh. hell was my problem? Then later that day, I got a friend uh, to drive around San Francisco while I was playing in the passenger in the seat of his car. Damn, that's nuts! Um, I played through five, four or five matches. The fifth match, I did not finish only because someone called me. Right, <laughs> mm. it was a spam call came and I was oh, like, "No!" Oh, and, it, and it, it locked you out of the game. Interrupted, so yeah, it kicked me out. Um, so that, that that was cool to me. Like I was just thinking yeah. to myself, the way this thing connects to the internet, this has to be possible and granted some folks i tweeted about it some folks were like man that's baller status it's like no it's not actually i haven't used this phone in a while there's plenty of data racked up and uh ultimately even uh reddit was kind of chatting back and forth about maybe even the 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 Sort of the size of the packet's getting sent, the tick rate isn 't that high on this game versus yeah. some of the more competitive shooters out there that uh, Blizzard and companies have yeah
4: i mean look it 's designed to be a mainstream game on a mainstream device, and like you know we talked about the radio in the in the switch, like my reception in in the living room when it 's docked is actually not that great. Mm. We'll put a second router downstairs, but like it's not the best connection on the switch. On my other consoles, it's how does it play, and so it ran smoothly. Like I had no issues whatsoever, despite mm. that low reception. Maybe it may also be the display that it shows I've, a lower connection than it actually has.
3: I've never gotten know. more
2: than two bars on my switch. Yeah. in yeah. any scenario here, Have you the, anything uh, online, like just because uh, again, reflecting on how did it play versus or download. You no, know, you know, I mean like,
3: what, feel longer. I think outside of like. Past RMX, like mm-hmm. what are really the options of stuff to put your other Bomberman. I Bomberman. Sure one, yeah. yeah, I think I did some matchmaking in Bomberman that felt fine, but that's but, like yeah. that's like such a lo fi game, you know. Yeah.
5: That's yeah. crazy. The the day that the Switch came out, I downloaded uh, Shovel Knight, I am Setsuna, and Snipper Clips here at the office mm-hmm. at rocket speed. Yeah no and so the weird like, thing is like, I mean, it download downloaded games so fast and then a couple days later you know we started hearing about like oh there's Wi-Fi connectivity issues yeah and like, Andrew a couple, had a ton Andrew had a ton or, of them. Like, it Andrew took Bofar, him yeah. hours and hours to download Zelda and uh, yeah, yeah you know, I was I mean obviously like I was downloading much smaller games sets in maybe not so much but like I was. Completely floored. I I started download on all three, walked away, and I came back maybe forty five minutes later, yeah. and they were all three done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah no, great.
3: mine's like downloads have been really fast on mine, yeah. but I still visually have never seen more than just those two out of three bars. I agree. Which yeah. is odd. Like huh. I think a pair might be onto something that like. Maybe it's just showing that, but that's not actually what's happening. Like, I don't know where that sort of visual before with
4: some phones. where they totally, where they didn't show the the full status correctly. Oh yeah, I mean, I had no connection uh, connectivity issues. Mm. It was smooth. Uh, We had no lag
2: issues whatsoever. Three machines running.
4: Yeah, Um, I had
2: three matches. I got kicked out of in general over the course of the whole beta though, which is kind of in line with what I would expect. I would think. Will this be a single player campaign? presumably okay um especially we did yeah 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 yeah, Yeah. presumably but but, uh
4: one one guy got kicked out of a match like we lost one player
2: yeah i've saw matches where i was losing people um where where we were down one or the other team was down one or two at one point i felt bad for that team uh let's get to some feedback though uh so matchmaking was quick but you can't quit quit matchmaking which is still like okay this was a splatoon one thing and i get it like I, i really respect that matchmaking in splatoon is a very very fast affair And I'm not 100% – I don't think Nintendo has done a great job of communicating what team balance looks like either. Um, Specifically because I'm not – I guess I'm just not convinced that matchmaking – locking people into matchmaking the way it is is effective. Why is it that way? Is it because you want people to queue into games really quickly? Are you not allowing me to – here's my second gripe. I still can't switch my brush or my equipment between, between matches. matches yeah they need like, load a, up that seems, yeah. Yeah, that seems silly that you wouldn't be able to do Like, is this yeah. the sequel? beta issue I really hope that's so in the final game I, I mean I, maybe they're just testing it this way for beta but if you're listening like this is something that I didn't like about the first game I mean, and okay. I still don't like about the second yeah, game
3: yeah why even offer all those items on that on that menu because they look so cool to not even be able to switch between them? yeah levels.
2: and I'm not asking yeah. for someone I was talking to about this said well it should be like Overwatch where I can switch between each death I'm like I don't know if I need it to be like that like I think yeah. Overwatch that plays into a that game is because it is a game very much built around checks and balances. Right. Oh, character X is on the field. Character Y is the answer. That's there to counter it, them, yeah. Yeah, I don't it think would, Splatoon really works that way. Oh, the
4: game is so fast. I mean, it would definitely change the dynamic. Like, I... I wouldn't say, let's not do that. There might be might be appropriate for a certain mode where, like, you have a countermeasure. Like, if somebody's kicking ass with a roller, then you're going to pick, like, the dualies or something that is strong against them. Or like, something with some, or dirt, a some charge range. shot. Or yeah, something. yeah, a yeah. Spot charger. Like, yeah. I, I could see that, but it would definitely change the dynamic. I, I can't tell if it's good or bad without playing that. But, like, they do need ro- loadouts. Like, I we've played matches in splatoon one where it's a team of four rollers and you're like that's not gonna work right mm-hmm. like you want somebody who is a sniper up high and like mm-hmm. that you want to be able as it's matchmaking to say oh no crap i'll go and and pick a different weapon and like granted this this version also had um you couldn't customize your character it would auto switch for oh, you yeah, and they still did that so that maybe this version. is just different code so let's Let's hope they, they learned that from the I, first. I
2: agree. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just a couple of other little bits. Uh, no new modes shown, just you're keeping it straight to yep. Turf War, which I don't think is a terribly bad thing because you are you have plenty of time before this game comes out. You said summer. Um, presumably, you're going all in at E3, and you're going to really talk about this game. I think yeah. that's why you're saving everything, sure. if anything. That makes sense. You want to get up on stage because Splatoon is or, or your digital presentation, however you do it. But... Uh, Splatoon's really big in Japan. It's yeah. in fact probably one of the reasons Spl- Switch will do well yeah, yeah, this totally. year. Like what's, everyone's going to want it for that. What's the release date for this game right now? Do we Not a know? date, just a t- summer. just summer. Yeah, is all they've said. Interesting. Um I always
3: thought it would be like in the next few months.
2: But my, like, like my yeah, months. I mean summer is in the next few months. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's coming up faster than you think. E3 is like around the corner. It's kind of uh, scary. Stop it. Let's not talk about it. Uh and so my other thing is just another weird schedule where it's like, well, for these 6 hours you can play and they were generous like five minutes before the the hour would start the yeah. servers would turn on so I was like jumping into matches early but it's like listen man I, okay so I get it I, I get it that um, betas like this are more uh, P, they're PR they're goodwill mm-hmm. PR where it's like oh check out how cool this experience is but starting having these odd start end times and, and end time start times well, and end times well, yeah, and you're trying to the, appease three territories. When was what it? Like was the, four in the morning. Yeah. What yeah. Was My, my yeah. daughter set her alarm.
5: <laughs> really? To wake That's, up. I don't place think platoon? she woke up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it.
5: I mean, I like the first platoon, but not four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. 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 No, the game is fun. You were gonna ask questions. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna ask what were what were the windows of availability for these this beta? Like, well, non-beta. So one they were pretty fair. Yeah. It was basically one hour time.
3: It was like Friday. Friday at noon yeah at pacific time yep there was one later that night friday That's night seven or yep. eight yeah so it was
2: noon it was eight o'clock and argument. it was four in the morning yeah. and if you looked at the different times it was basically trying to appease like america europe and japan they whenever. play global yeah. right yeah. but, but my problem think, with that like, was just give yeah. us a full day and
3: also yeah. loading up the app uh didn't exactly tell you that no yeah. and that was an issue because i was like oh it's not working right now and it just kind of said like cannot connect to a match and booted you out and i'm like when can we do this? Yeah. Like, and it didn't say that. And if you went over to like the news column on the side of your switch, mm-hmm. like if you're trying to do everything from there, right? Which yeah. I think they should they should think about that stuff more often now that this is where we're heading. Um, instead of having to be like, I'm looking at my phone, I'm following Nintendo of America on Twitter, or they're tweeting out that this thing's going live in an hour, or I, like screen cap the schedule somewhere. To me, that feels like sort of unnecessary. Yeah. Like, get all the information right there on the app. When I load up the app, it should say Splatoon Global Test Fire. These are the hours coordinating to the. Time you're in right now. That's and then, fair. Then I got my, yeah. my information. I know when to set it. You know, maybe let me set an alarm on
2: my switch. Well, and when, th- they, when the they, news tab, sorry, in the news yeah. tab, they have that information. Yeah. So it lives on your switch, yeah. but it still should be the right in your, in your face. App, totally. within In the app. Itself. It
4: didn't build it into the game. Like even when when the when the test fire ended, it just says couldn't connect to server. It doesn't say it's over. Or yeah. Again, right? like, yeah. Like yeah, where something. Yeah. Whereas my kids were still playing, so I'm like, oh, maybe I'm getting the server error. Let me try again. It's like no, they yeah, and I mean, cut off some of the matches. I, I
2: gotta give them props though on one thing that we don't talk about on this show, I feel, or haven't yet, is uh, the home screen is this smart little billboard for them. Every time you log into your Switch, the left rail is telling you three things that you should know about that are either coming soon, out now, or uh, just, just a fun tidbit. And I feel like it's a smarter version of what Sony and Microsoft are doing. Where I feel like Microsoft, every blade is trying to sell me something, and it drives me up uh-huh. the wall. I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. Yep. Um, with Sony, certain what's <laughs> like what's hot will show you like things. Yep. uh, What you notice?
3: I owed, I added a I, I created like a dummy Japanese, Japanese. account. Yeah. And so he's on 50, my Switch
5: on Japanese and English. Ads. Yeah.
3: So I have this awesome picture of Mario riding a horse in Mario Sports Mix for 3DS, <laughs> and there's all Japanese stuff underneath it, which could say anything to my imagination. Um, um... So that's that's hard to separate, but no, I do love that news tab. It's smart. really cool. Yeah. Um, I wa- I found myself like I watched some of the dev in- the diary Zelda interview yeah. things on there yeah. just because like I'm holding it and I'm like, yeah, it's oh, cool. hard to get me to like sit down and like watch this video hunched over my laptop, but like I'm I was laying on my couch, yeah. I had like my, my head back, my feet up in the air, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this Zelda thing right
2: now. That's yep. awesome. yeah. I feel weird praising marketing, uh, but I have to uh, say that that's a smart move by them to totally. just get information in front of people in their own way using their device, and I think it's smarter than. What the other two guys are doing? Yep. Um, How did you play Splatoon? I played it with a pro. I played control. with everything. You don't, did everything. Yeah. So See, the weirdest I was like, thing it won't do. Wait. What? Tell me. No. Your I was. I was story. just so
4: worried about. Like I'm like. I'm gonna play the Splat Dooleys because they're new and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not even gonna switch. I'm like yeah. gonna play that the entire well, match. Style. I didn't want to change the controllers because like the time was so limited. I didn't experiment.
2: So I experimented each time I played. I did uh some in the Joy-Con grip, some handheld. Handheld they did the smart thing where you don't have to tilt the device too far for right. like motion mm-hmm. aiming. Yeah. You also feel weird tilting it, so I found myself just turning with the right stick a little more. I I just think that was a natural reflex. Um funny enough though, every Switch game I've played. If you pick up another controller and press a button on it, it goes, oh, wait, would you like to switch controllers and just press L and R? Which, by the that's way, awesome. I didn't know you can bypass by just pressing. The, I think it's the plus button. You don't have to press L and R. That's a weird really? thing. Really? Oh, I heard. didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I, I think some, some games do it. Some Add it to don't. the Wiki. That, That's a new thing. Um, Splatoon won't let you switch to another controller. So I, I tried to go from the Weird. from the um, the grip to the Pro Controller, and yeah. the Pro Controller would never register on the oh. matchmaking screen. I tried oh. to do it specifically Whoa, there because I just felt like changing, and it was like, yeah. no, we don't sure allow it's that. It's a
4: beta code. It's and, just
2: beta, yeah. but it was a small little thing I noticed. I think
3: like all of like the way all the controllers and, and stuff communicate with Switch is so fascinating to me because no console's ever done anything like yeah. this before. So turnkey. Like yeah. I was able to. I was playing. I played. My switch for 12 hours on airplanes and in airports in the last like five days. And I found myself, I put it in kickstand mode, had airplane mode on, took the side things off, and it was like, you can't do that, you have to put airplane mode off. And I was like, that makes sense. But you couldn't like hit a button on the screen to turn on the airplane mode, so you had to oh. click the sticks, the back, sticks in, back in, yeah. hit the bu- go back to yeah. airplane mode, and pop back out. Oh. Then I tried playing World of Goo with pointer controls oh. in airplane, without airplane mode on, and that oh. just didn't work. It was like, lay your your controller flat, I put it on the tray table on the airplane. I don't know if it was like shaking or whatever, because <laughs> we were in the sky, it was just like... <laughs> and they wouldn't let me do it. So there's all these like funny little things, but technically you could bring a pro controller on an airplane yep. and put the kickstand up and play Zelda like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I, yeah. I did
4: do that, but then I was worried about battery. Or even, like, any, uh, when Bluetooth is on, like, a your, your, your battery, battery, battery time goes yeah. down. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a handheld mode. Well,
3: what sucks it. about that is I have, and this is, like, classic Nintendo, where, like, every if, for every time they open a door, they close a window or whatever. That we, <laughs> <laughs> I
2: like that. That's kind of cute. Yeah.
3: Where I was like, all right, I want to put it in kickstand mode and... Uh, Play like this with the controllers on the side, but I also don't want to kill the batteries. Yeah. Oh, I have my charging cable. I'll cl- I'll plug that in. Oh, I can't do that in kickstand mode because yeah. yeah, they put the, the charging cable so, down here yeah. instead of the
2: other. I always thought kickstand mode on an airplane was risky, man. Like turbulence—that's the only word I got for you. Yeah, and the thing goes flying. And you- airplanes no. are risky on an airplane. <laughs> well, <laughs>
4: no, but I'm just saying. I, I don't. Fly first class like you too, but in my uh, in my setup, like the kickstand made it really. Kind of I've low. literally never yeah. flown. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. <an>, I don't. even <laughs> I, don't know yeah, I, mean, I personally, I don't think that the kickstand so, so goes kickstand back far So kickstand didn't enough. work for me. Yeah, yeah. like it, it was, and and so there's that custom stand, um, the Hori one. Yep. Uh, I've seen uh, Gion in our design team uses an, an iPad, like this industrial iPad stand that works amazingly well. for really? so, Yeah. And it has a pass through for the for the charge cable Sweet. too. I would love something
3: that was just like. Like compact and foldable that you could just like throw in your switch case yep. Yep. that props it up that leaves enough room underneath for a cable. Well, it
5: makes me well, wish two this the- work. Doesn't this have the? Yeah,
3: that's
2: prop? that's what I was yeah. gonna say. You can use that. Whoop. Yeah, but you can't charge it at the same. That's time. That's
5: a better angle too, because I feel like yeah, this angle is so tight. No. Like I want it like yeah. this.
2: Yeah, I do wish yeah. the uh, the the kickstand in general had been just a panel. Like it like have you seen like a? Some I agree. The, uh, windows, yeah, the, one um, of the ones that like folds tablets. out. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. The whole back panel just yep. goes whoop and it's out, and you have something that's like with a stable. little magnetic thing on it. Like yeah, the, yeah, I, yeah. I'm totally with yeah, like that. that. So did you
4: use did you use the Joy-Con in Splatoon detached?
2: Yeah, I did. Right, right is tilt is for aim basically, and it worked. Well, yeah, it was, I was fine. I yeah. mean, it, it I mean it's, well it's enough not as comfortable, yeah, yeah. as, as mm. I Such would like like game, with the, you know? yeah. With yeah. the yeah. No, no, So much more twitch. Shoot, yeah. uh so it's, yeah, I, I expect people to get crazy good at it, just like there was a subset of people who Mario Kart Wii, with the steering wheel, they owned
5: everyone. How? Like that's that's gonna, so how? nuts. Who? I, I want to meet that. these people. Yeah. How? There were already some videos. folks. <laughs> it took me <laughs> you know all who like you like are. One, one course on Mario Kart Wii to be like, no, thank you. Yeah, like a I, was controller. Like, I was like, yeah. nah, no, no, it's not going to happen.
4: But in Splatoon, there were already a couple of people um, who were super good at the game. Like yeah. you, you, you could tell they never stopped playing Splatoon, and they m- made their way into my match, and I was always happy when they were on my team. <laughs> but like they're they they're so good at this game that um, I was I was a little afraid for people who saw this test fire and said, I'm going to try out the Splatoon, I never played it, and went in. They must have been, it must have
2: been so daunting, yeah. because it's complete mayhem. But don't right? forget, yeah. like, the key thing this game has that most shooters doesn't is that progress and, and sort of your contribution is not who you kill, but what you paint. Yeah. So I, I still think that like the original Splatoon, where that happened, yeah. it was still the, the effect of like, oh, I just painted this whole area and sure, played right. that for my team, so I'm making progress. Did the first yeah. game I have bots?
3: No, no, never. this one does. Yeah, or did, not, not? this one does. This one needs them. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Before I confirm something, <laughs> no. no, this one definitely needs them because I think a lot of people are going to be playing this game. Like single player is a really mm, cool idea, mm. but when you're not tethered, when you're at, when you're on airplane Wi-Fi or whatever, wherever uh, you are, you may training want to play mode. mode yeah. yeah, like I mean, I was playing multiplayer Bomberman against bots on the plane the other day, and I'm like, this mm. is fun. Mm. Like it's fun. Like they're not s- as smart as as
2: players, but yeah. it's fun.
3: It's just a nice novelty
2: to have. You can say there were certain uh, single player stages in Splatoon that the uh, the Octoling was definitely like. Like a bot because yeah. they were shaped and yeah. looked just like a Splatoon character, which yep. makes you wonder: Will they wouldn't, be playable in this or not? Yeah, it wouldn't be too much work for them, I
4: think, to to add, to bots. add bots. But like, yeah. we may find Splatoon two to be exactly like the first one, where it launches with a limited set of stuff, mm. and then they'll add. Oh, that's happening. Them. I'm willing way, to bet that like, right now. One of the uh. one of the maps I forgot the name of it. Like the the protection against spawn camps was huge. Like mm-hmm. the zone that you couldn't get to as mm-hmm. the opposing team without doing like the inkjet yeah. or something was yeah. humongous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah means like the strategy is going to be rush out do everything else and in the last couple of minutes that's when you're the last seconds you, you color everything back home
2: all right so in an effort to keep this podcast fresh because we have to move on uh, I just need to hear from each one of you what do you need from Splatoon 2 like whether you played the first one or not, what is the thing that you're looking for to pull you back in, um, or to pull you in for the first time?
3: A kind of more robust tutorial, um, a great single player campaign. Hopefully, maybe even porting the last one so more people can play it. Mm. And uh, bots in multiplayer because I can never, I'll never be able to be as good as you guys. And I'd rather just fight stupid Aww. robots. But you
4: can be on our team. I
3: don't want to yeah. be on your team. No. I don't like either of you.
4: Wow,
2: it's it happened here.
4: Voice chat, 100. <laughs> percent It needs voice chat. Two, it needs loadouts. Yep. Um, and three, it needs more variety in in map selection when you're playing. Like I did not like the. I did schedule. not like the schedule mm. kind of limitation of maps mm. and kind of tying it to the different modes. Um, I did like the concept of like special events and things like happening. Like I, I love that. I hope they keep that. So
2: up. the schedule though was to me an inherent solution for we're only rolling out this much content right. too. So I wonder if that will at all change. If you're listening, you're gonna tell this story at E three, clearly, but make sure you answer that question. Zach, is there anything you're looking for? I uh, just need 2? to finish
5: Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only reason that I didn't play uh, this last weekend was because any time that I spent with my switch, I was just playing Zelda. Yeah. Um, so I need to do that. But I, I, I really liked the first platoon. I didn't get super into it because I played pre-release. Um, I played a ton of it pre-release actually I finished all the single player stuff and was doing like competitive matches um, before the game actually came out and then when the game did come out uh, my save was nuked and I just start, I didn't want to start over yeah, for all the year, progress right? didn't so yeah. it, I never went back to it and said like okay I'm going to get back into Splatoon because I had to, uh, there was such a huge gap that I needed to clear to get back sure. to where I was sure. previously so I think coming in at the ground level of Splatoon 2 like I'm already all in and it sounds like what you guys are saying test fire wise it's, it's shaping up to be pretty solid. So like I'm definitely gonna pick it up and get right into it. So so you guys you guys are doing a video series for IGN called Link Together, right. which I absolutely love.
4: Where oh, you, no. you you take the the two controllers oh, off. I, I know where this is going. Each person going. has one controller, yeah, and you're yeah. playing Zelda. Yeah. yeah, are we gonna get Splatoon Link? Together? Are we gonna get Ink? Are you gonna be the jump inked
5: together? <laughs>
2: You have to together. get a tattoo together, then that means, too, at the, at the start <laughs> of the already I do have tattoos. half a tattoo, yeah. each yeah. person. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. That could work. Like um, a Joy-Con. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, so let's move forward to, I think the next game would actually be a really good link together, uh, together okay. game, and I think it would be Snake Pass. What? Um, I, I think Snake Pass would be near impossible to yeah. play. Yeah. Or we need some sort of a challenge around it. Yep. but let's talk about it. So Snake Pass this is the first Unreal 4 engine game that is running on Switch uh brian and i are playing is anyone else playing it right now i've watched you and i'm downloading it right now because i saw you play it
5: i played at the nintendo preview event that you and i went to about a month ago i did too Um, yeah and played and i played a few stages there Mm. yeah that was awesome yeah i had a really good time yep Uh, i told the story on beyond this week too but um i had a really tough time sort of adapting to the controls and then the guy that was giving the demo was like gotta think like a snake and I thought he was being a jerk, and then it was like, oh, no, I really, you really do have you do. to think yeah. like yeah, a snake, thanks, yeah, yeah. to move around in this yep. game.
2: So the elevator pitch is you are a snake trying to—it is a puzzle physics-based platformer, essentially, yes. but you are a snake that can jump. You can only sort of slither your way around the map, and you have to use your points of contact and smart movement— to basically snake and coil yourself around things that you want to climb. And that sounds really nebulous because, in fact, it comes across that way. In right. fact, the controls are like driving a car. Um, mm-hmm. You hold R2 yeah, to move forward. Yeah, it is a little like driving it's a car. Like, oh, yeah, it's R2 to, to move forward. You cannot go back and uh t- talk a little bit more about this. So yeah, what, what um, the, it's the, the, a
3: very uh, non-traditional controls game and that's probably scaring off some of you right now but to me it feels like a like a, a game I've never played before new which I, yeah. it feels like a new type of way of controlling a game and um I mean I grew up with the sort of vintage N64 collectathons and I think this is hitting a lot of those sort of bells and whistles um, well, not to
5: mention it also looks a lot like one of those yeah, games like it's it, like aesthetically it reminds me I, to me it immediately reminds of like banjo kazooie or Viva Pinata or, yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah that sort of HD, rare yeah, 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 yeah that sort know, of totally. rare look yeah
3: it feels like an HD rare game but so what's rare looking it
4: instead it's of sounding.
3: Yeah, yeah. Instead of well, David Wise did the, yeah. did the songs for the game, which that's right. Know, he's Fantasy he's Kazooie, on.
4: same guy who scored yeah. uh, some classic. I mean, games. Donkey
3: Kong Country.
4: Like there's there are,
3: there's a, there's a couple songs in this game that like really evoke like the underwater theme song from Donkey Kong Country, which is like one of my favorite video game mm-hmm. songs of all time. Really good jam. Um, so what's cool about this game is that it's it's very relaxing and it's non sort of threatening or combative. There are things that can kill you, but they're not. Enemies. There aren't bosses. You don't have an attack button. I don't even think your snake has teeth. I don't yeah, even I don't know if he real does. snakes. have It looks many confused of them. and or yes. sad when it falls into a pit. And yeah, snake, like,
4: snake, snake. So it you're this, disappears
3: You're a you. snake named Noodle, and you have this buddy buddy named Doodle, who's a hummingbird. Uh, and uh, he can pick up your tail and help you out, and he kind of flies around and kind of hovers around collectibles every now and then. But you're really about exploring these kind of really big, 15 different environments that are all sort of like, kind of like, relaxing tropical theme. There's like bamboo, there's ferns growing up the sides of things. There's little like canyons and rivers and curls that you can dip around in twisty slides. And you're manipulating this weird, funny, lanky animal through all these different precarious situations. Uh, sometimes there's bottomless pits. Sometimes there's like weird windmills and you're finding ways to like coil around things and, and traverse these environments And it really, to me, it feels like, um, part, Vintage N64, but it also kind of has moments of like monkey ball to me, where it's so sort of like precise, um, but also fun and laid back. I mean, you're trying to talk about things. an original concept, it's like the too. Yeah. monkey, yeah. Ball, like the monkey ball
4: glover kind of variety totally. of platformers, totally. rocket robot on wheels, like that heavily relies on physics yep. stuff, Yeah, Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, well, it's constantly you reminding described you. it as playing as a wet
2: noodle. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It
4: hangs on to something, and like if it gets imbalanced, then slippity slip. You right? slowly like slip down. off
2: of every surface, yeah. no matter how well positioned you think you yeah. are. And I think that's very clever. I also think what's really clever is the control scheme. Because uh, like I was explaining earlier, you have R2 to move forward. But the smartest piece of the controller is that you can lift your head at any moment. And so a lot of it is figuring out when is the best moment to let your head sag and try to like coil it around something yeah. else. Or lift, turn, and then use your muscle and to basically the get needle around, around things. Right? Yeah, And the yeah. more points of contact you have with a surface, the better you can move. Yeah. Which is at first you can't can't quite grasp it because you've never played anything like this mm-hmm. um, at least I haven't I feel like most of us have Total, not. and it's got a very tangible
3: feel to it right like it actually feels like you're physically manipulating this object in a 3D space yeah. in a logical way as, as, as if you would in in, in reality right Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. well I
5: ahead. think uh, yeah I think one of the things that, that it's easy to forget when you start playing it is that there's no grip there's no grip control right. like there's no like tension to yeah. your movement so yeah. like you're saying like if you have a column It's a lot harder to wrap yourself around it and climb up than if you have a column with pegs sticking out of it. Then you can use the pegs to wind your way up. And it's, yeah, it's constantly reminding you that gravity is real. And it will uh, drop you into a box. And there is yeah. no, uh, there is a grip yeah. button,
2: but there's no, you are not Velcro. Right. You don't stick to any surface. You slide off and it's just natural. And the way the physics and the way this game works and plays, it is so entertaining to watch because you're watching someone sort of just creatively find their way around how to get up an object. And in a lot of ways, it, it's just something that. Everyone will approach it differently. Like totally, my technique totally. early on, when I was really nervous, was to sort of coil around an object, flop the head over the side. They go, "All right, we're gonna swing around the other side yep. and then slink around to the top. Do it, do again. it again." It was yeah. sort of but like sometimes tying you a knot, sometimes but you, you kind of slag
3: too hard and you just look like a sad hula hoop hanging from a tree. I'm like, <laughs> your head's too low and you can't pick your head up, and you're like, uh, <laughs> and it just looks very derpy. Like there's this
4: very like funny it, like sort the of expressions on the snake are so pretty great. Damn great, and yeah. the D pad
3: yeah. actually have different expressions button so you can kind of like you get to the top of a hill and you're like uh, uh, you make this dumb thing (laughs) with your
4: mouth but it's a game that when you watch it you instantly understand it like i was watching you for like 10 seconds i'm like okay i get it i want to play it yeah i think it's perfect for like switch
3: too because i think uh, specifically having something like this on on in a handheld first of all it feels very nintendo like it feels like their idea of like we took a really like Nintendo's design philosophy is usually like we have this amazing gameplay mechanic or this hook, this control method first, and then the characters sort of become secondary. So it feels yeah. like a Nintendo game. Yeah. It's charming and it's it's like bright and colorful, but it's also something that you can play for just a few minutes, get a few collectibles, hit the home button, and X out. You
4: know. I think- Value-wise, right, like it's a $20 game. What do you get, like three, three, four hours out of
2: it or how long? I want to say it's probably like six hours. It depends on your collector's bug. Like you can play it just to collect the three uh, things that you need to get out of a stage. Mm -hmm. I think you're playing it wrong if you play it that way personally. Like it is one of those collectible-driven platformers where you just want to find as much stuff as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you were to play that way, I think you could probably get through it in three hours. Although you will not learn the nuance that you need. I feel like the collectible game is also part of just getting more puzzle comfortable solving and, yeah. I will say, though, that as the progression ramps up, um, they get nasty with you a little bit. It's like The first couple of stages, the first few worlds of the 15, I want to say more than the first third of the game, is very uh, gentle with you on the idea that, okay, if I had to coil up this microphone stand, for example, there's always ground underneath me to catch me or sure. a pool of water right. or something, so that, ah, oh, I messed up. Alright, let me just go back up there again. Later stages, it, they, that turns into spike pits and, and yeah. bottomless pits. Right. Um, much, much later in the game, they introduce the concept of wind, which is not your friend. I haven't gotten there yet.
3: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to, like, um, I'm doing sort of a completionist run, right? And I'm good at mm. getting every collectible and every stage before I move on. To that's fun one. yeah yeah it's the way i play like new super mario brothers yep, yep, and stuff like yep. that. get all the gold coins and keep and keep moving um and i'm kind of right about to see the other shoe drop with this game where it starts to get a lot more challenging yeah right you, now yeah. i think getting to the goal is probably pretty easy and in some cases like the goal's right there in front of you and you have to collect these three different colored orbs to open up that goal but there's also like seven gold coins per level and like 20 blue orbs and collecting all of them is how you 100% it and like I played a game a a level for an hour today and yeah. I just sat down for 10 minutes and found that last gold coin. Yeah. And it's a good it feeling when you while. do. And it's great because now I'm done with that stage and I'm moving on. But, but
2: the camera is an issue in this Definitely. game. I feel like it doesn't keep up with you. Uh, just just to put paint the full picture for folks, yep. um, that's something that uh, when you're coiling around objects, it's a, it repositions itself in weird places. When you're on a moving object, oh my, like where the camera ends up sometime, you're like, what? Why am I dealing with this? And then it's slow to turn, yeah. which is another issue I'm having with it. Like a game where... You, where the physics will dictate how long you'll stay alive and stay on the uh, sort of clinging to this branch or bamboo or whatever. If that, if the window to save it is a couple of seconds long, I should be able to quickly like swing the camera around. Now, here's the thing that I'm learning though. Whereas when I started like six hours in or eight hours in, I felt like I could never save it. I've gotten to the point where now I can. But it takes such a long time to get there. Like I finished the game before I got that confidence to yeah. really be that good. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think it, it, it is an issue. Also, the checkpoint system is a bit stingy, I feel. Whereas, um, you know, there are checkpoints laced with all over the level and you bank whatever collectibles you've picked up at those checkpoints. But here's the thing. Sometimes you'll do what seems to be just an impossible maneuver. Like something you're like, there's no way I can make that. Yeah. There is no way. There is a way. You can make it. But after you've cleared it, and you're like, "Oh, I need a checkpoint." There's none around, and you, you have to yeah. keep going. So if you fall on the next thing, you, you got to go do it over it again. Back, so yeah. it starts falling into that repetitive, like, "Oh, I'm not getting it." You feel like you're being punished, but I still feel like in the end, you are getting better at controlling it. And I think that's why the developer went with that system. Okay. Not saying I agree, just saying that's uh, that I, I
3: think is a, is yeah, a slight I, issue, and I think it changes your playstyle too. Like I've found myself adjusting to like, I'll go out hunting for a collectible or two. I'll find one, and then immediately go back to the checkpoint go back out there, get another one, bank another one, bring them all back to the bank. Um, And I think the the camera definitely can be cumbersome. Mm -hmm. Um, I think more so with the fact that you're dealing with a fairly non-traditional control scheme, which means that you are holding the switch. I was telling you the other day, I thought I was going to break my Joy-Con because I'm squeezing on with dear life with that R trigger to be like, don't let go of that branch. (laughs) Now over here, I'm lifting up his head and over here, I'm like, you know, making him smile because that's important. And then I'm, I'm trying to control the camera at the same time and wiggling him around yeah. and all My of a sudden it's really like sweaty yeah. yeah and you you're 20 feet up in the air on this like bamboo spike and you're trying to reach a gold coin with your derpy mouth and at the last second you got to tilt ever so slightly so the camera doesn't let you down
2: and that's the thing sometimes they put a collectible just right out of reach and it feels impossible And you're like there's no way i can get that and yet with practice and with confidence you learn oh i can um but i feel like the the lessons they're trying to teach are maybe too compressed within what they're trying to do. Maybe that's why they went with this checkpoint system. I'm not sure. Other quick thing to note, uh, there are no time trials on the Switch version at launch. PS4 PS4. and PC does. I believe Xbox One should. I haven't played that version yet. Uh, I am reviewing it, by the way. Mm. Um, The lighting is not as sharp on Switch, at least in the launch version. They released a patch today, which looks a little better than I remember it looking, especially in handheld mode, where the first day it looked way too jaggy in handheld mode after the patch i picked it up and i was like oh this looks a little cleaner to me i'm not sure on in handheld
3: um, mode um yeah. I, I thought on the first day i thought there was like something on my screen because it just had this like weird
2: vaseline
3: it was a little blurry to it yeah i agree um but they've i think they patched that and it looks a little better now so
2: i i gotta keep testing but it looked better to me um and then there was a really bad joy con issue day one Um, which is patched now, that your Joy-Con would go absolutely, like, it was like someone had the volume up to 11 on the Rumble. No, I um, I was telling you, I I had to shut mine off.
3: I was on an airplane, and it was nighttime, and people, like, were waking up. It was like, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah, it was really weird. As he's trying to, like, stay on the bridge, (laughs) no! (laughs) Um...
5: So, I mean, it was, that... P- it was that loud in your head. Oh, dude, yeah. Dude,
2: yeah. Wow. yeah. It's Only really on Joy-Con 2, on pro, pro Controller, it was fine. There was, um, oh, weird. There was a couple yeah. other
3: games. There was a, one, one other game at launch that just had a ridiculously loud rumble. I think I people know. just got really excited faster about that. Faster MX, H- right?
4: Faster MX, I think? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Faster MX, and they yeah. patched
3: it. Yeah. Um, but it was incredibly
2: loud on launch day. Like, you were <laughs> just Like, you
3: would crash your car and be like,
2: Roar! and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah yep. Yeah. All right, uh, so we're gonna move on, but quickly, just want to throw out some notes. First of all, Gem, uh, which I think was g- graceful exposure machine. I was yeah, uh, Mo Bean was great. on our show uh, yeah, uh, uh, sure, yeah. from Vertex Pop. Uh, that has a release date. That's April, early April. Right? Yeah, it's next week. Game um, awesome. And also, be really happy, fun. be excited, Brian, because OG Metal Slug comes out oh, this week. I already bought it. Yeah. Oh, yep. you got the Japanese one. I love Metal Slug. Yeah, yeah. The no, Metal Slug is out right
3: now on the Nintendo store on the uh, American eShop.
2: Oh, okay. I thought it was. Uh, we were still waiting for it. It's probably up now. And so my, my for those keeping track at home,
3: if you're weird like me, they've so far released Metal Slug 3 two weeks ago, and Metal Slug
5: 1 now. Now, So what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> That's actually canonically the order of those games. God. How, how much is it? $7.99? Uh, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure seven
2: ninety nine. Uh, I wish Arcade Archives, like I just don't know where to follow what game's coming out. I found their website, and it it's very old looking. I just yeah. wish there was a little bit more of a push behind these games because they're cool arcade classics yeah, uh, and we they talked a, about they they Have on a the Twitter show account them. I
3: follow, but it's all like Japanese. Um, yeah, that's not gonna th- help that's, me. <laughs> that's they're, they're getting their release dates differently than we are. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, they. That being said, like Arcade Archives have been supporting. Um, I, I've been buying them on PS4 for years now. They make a lot of cool games there. Kinda, kinda, uh, stuff like Contra, Double Dragon, Bubble Bobble were all them. They do really great ports. A lot of great um, emulation options in terms of resolution and uh, borders and stretching the screen to however you want to do it. Um, one of the cool things they're doing which I'm really excited for for mm-hmm. some of the old schmups yep, yep. are um, vertical mode so basically like tape oh, mode or bike. so yeah if you'll get a stand oh. um, you'll be able to play schmups vertically and some Vita games experimented with this and so the idea of having that on switch is yeah, really the fact cool that
2: you can remove the controller yeah. like that's it because I mean a lot it. of
3: arcade games were big tall yeah. sandys yeah. like that so nice. um, that's cool. Oh, cool yeah oh,
2: man, what was the GameCube like classic Ikaruga? Yes. yeah, oh, dude, Put yeah. on Please. switch Please.
3: in vertical mode I'm all over that yeah, my hard TV sideways for
4: that uh, we, we just need Namco to make like a special controller kind of cradle thing for it so People love that it's like a, maybe it has the buttons on the side or something that's so
3: good gonna be even more annoying on this airplane oh yeah <laughs> all right
2: And big rumble yeah i feel terrible playing timekeeper here but i want to toss to zach quickly for a couple of uh of um tales from the wild tales in uh the in the new zelda uh zach uh hasn't been on for a little bit and i know that you've been recovering from a surgery yeah, yeah i had a, you've had a uh, lot of time to play uh, yeah i'm zelda. about
5: 75 hours into zelda and yeah. uh, yeah, that's a very good game. You
4: didn't sit in <laughs> I mean, front of a window and witness the neighbor a neighbor murder or something like that? No, you're talking, yeah, I'm
5: talking <laughs> like, about like yeah, a, a yeah. rear window situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, none of that. Mostly just Zelda. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've been playing the hell out of it. I, I think I'm about 70 shrines deep, and I, I just did my third Divine Beast last night, the Gerudo, or two nights ago, the Gerudo Beast, mm-hmm. uh, which was fine. Jose, um, that's Jose's favorite one. That's my favorite one. I wasn't yeah. super keen on it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really enjoying my time with it. I think there's sort of this like, I think with this game, especially everybody has a moment where the game obviously like very good from the outset and I think especially being in the press like we were sort of spoiled in the fact that we played the opening of the game like by the time March 3rd rolled around the game was out I played the I'd gotten off the Great Plateau like two or three times (laughs) but I hadn't necessarily done anything much beyond that and we hadn't
4: seen a single talking character outside of weird beard is that his name yeah 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 weird beard yeah uh, game awards yeah was in the game awards when I was late we only played Plateau no
5: yeah yeah weird beard (laughs) Well, yeah um Uncle Father man yeah <laughs> but uh I think that that for me I was probably I, I mean it was really really early on, but there's a shrine that you need uh the uh I always butcher it is it cryonics yeah. Cry- uh, uh, Cry- yeah. Cry- yeah Cryonis, yeah. Cryonis. yeah, yeah. yeah Cryonisis. Um, <laughs> so. There was this, like, thing that you get off the Great Plateau and you're still kind of getting your feet wet and you're still kind of getting a feel for the game itself and, like... It's a lake right outside. Yeah, well, that's true, yeah. (laughs) But, no, I just feel like, like, for me personally, I was having such a hard time... Conceptualizing what the game was outside of just sort of running around and experimenting with stuff, like and it was fun. But I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't really know like these shrines are great, but I'm not really super comfortable in them yet. And like I don't feel like I really get the point outside of obtaining these orbs to upgrade my stuff. And um, as as black and white as that should be, I think you kind of get this. There's this general sense of like, what you know, what am I what supposed to be doing purpose? here? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a shrine early on. Uh, on, basically, like en route to uh, uh, Kakariko Village, yep. that uh, you use uh, Kryon, Kry- Cryonis. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Cryonis. Uh, right. Um, and you have to, you have to. A, a ball is rolling down these series of ramps, mm-hmm. and so there's like there's a gap in this one long ramp, and then there's a uh, basically like a seesaw on a wall far away from you that has water running down. You're painting the this picture. Yeah. You know what I, I know like, you which know, you're talking you about. You know the exact shot. Yeah, you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's on dueling peaks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you have to use it to, you have to use your power to set up the ice blocks so that the ball will roll, like stop in the appropriate spots, roll to the appropriate spots yeah. prop up the appropriate thing so that it yeah. drops into the hole. And the first time that, uh, I figured it out, like had, you know, moved those ice blocks just left and right a little bit to make sure that the, the ball went in uh-huh. the right. The first time that it dropped into that slot and the gate opened up, I could just feel this big smile spread across my face and it was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Like right now. now I understand. Yep. Like now like I remember like texting, I think I texted you and I was yep. just like, "Okay, I love this game." Like I it's I love it. I'm 100%. So you wanted to move to a state where you could legally marry. Yeah, if yeah. I can quote. Yeah. Jose was texting me Jose me cuz I was home for 2 weeks and I think one of the things like one of the things that uh, that I know I talked to you guys about quite a bit but having surgery, uh being out for 2 weeks the day after the new AAA Zelda title comes out, I was very concerned with the fact that I'd be missing so much of the conversation that was happening right. happening here and like Sam was saying to me Sam Claiborne uh, was saying uh, you know he's slacking me sending me messages and saying everyone's playing it in groups like sitting around playing in groups everyone's talking about it all day like it's a crazy time to be at IGN and I was like okay well I'm just home by myself playing Zelda Aww. but I was texting these guys and yeah. you know Jose had texted me probably like l- later in the first week and he goes well what do you think of it and I was like well, I you know I said here's X, Y, and Z. Here are my thoughts, and he goes. But bottom line, like you like it, and I was like Jose, I would move to a country that would legally marry. Let me <laughs> right. marry this game. Like, I love this game so much, yeah. and I think that that those conversations ultimately are going to be the things that I look back on right. in Breath of the Wild. And like, when was the last time that you played a game where you're talking to somebody? about it and it's like oh i know where that is what you need to do is warp to uh, warp to the highest mountain in the region and if you just go south of the snowdrift fields there you'll find this thing and like yeah. the way that you talk about the geography and mm-hmm. the location in that world is so different and it's like it brings back so much of that like playground mentality yeah Orly. and yeah. flip
2: the script yeah. right there's also this is the first game in so long that i'm talking to someone about it and i'm like yeah and did you know so this and that and then yeah. this happened
5: what? Yeah. That can happen? Yep. And you're like, yes, well, that can happen. I mean, that's a thing. Okay, you've played through the game twice. Yes. You've put in how many hours?
2: <sighs> Over 200. Over I'd 200 say. hours, yeah, which, yeah. I mean,
5: like, sure, that's 100% acceptable, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, right before this show started, I was telling you about a shrine that... Requires that I a certain puzzle, yet. and Jose was like, "Stop! Yeah. I don't know what that is. Like, yeah. not, I haven't done no. that yet." And it was like to me, that's crazy. Like, no. to yeah. invest that amount of time. <laughs> and Brandon Tyrell, who who works here at IGN, really hit the nail on the head talking to me about it because he was saying, uh, "I've never played a game that people talk about their hours of play as like a rite of passage. Right? Like, and it's not never the like they've done right. Yes. It's never. It's never like." You talk about a game, and you're like, oh, man, I really... Oh, guy, I think I must have put 70 hours into it already. In this game, it's like... Tch put 70 hours into it I've only done two Divine Beasts i still got half the game to play you know and it's like oh really well I've played 90 hours I've only done one Divine Beast. there's that
3: like (laughs) Homer Simpson you know 12 foot party sub thing where he like he's just gnawing on the sandwich and it's just (laughs) disgusting by the end he wants Mm -hmm. to get rid of it that's how I treat most open world games Mm -hmm. right like you're working on them for a while and by the end you're like oh I only have these missions left or these missions left but I feel like with Zelda even when you've chipped away at so many activities for 90 hours there's still so much yet left to do and still, the basic just moment to moment of combat, traversal, finding a shrine for the first yep. time, it still feels as fresh now as it does. Like, I look back at my earliest moments in that game, my first few yeah. hours in that game. Um, and Zach and I are playing, are doing Link Together now, yeah. our new series. Um, and like, going back and playing that is really funny because we're, I've got like a stick and, you know, a, 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 a garbage. Can live. Like, yeah. Just <laughs> garbage garbage stuff. We got like three apples and a steak, you know, that we found on the floor. And they're like, Oh man, this poor guy. But you look at where we are now and you just feel so uh, evolved, advanced. You feel no, like an I, adult. I it feels like, yeah. like graduating high school. Yeah. But even I still, like, I had
2: that feeling like, last night. Sorry. No, it's just I went back to the Great Plateau, and it was like, oh, I remember you guys. Yeah, oh, I remember yeah, this yeah, cave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you, did you see What's Kirk Hamilton's piece at Kotaku? Not yet.
3: He did his great piece. It was like two Sorry, paragraphs Sorry, I'm going go to throw it back to you. And he was like, uh, hey, like... Remember all those
5: those guardians that really messed me up? Yeah. I'm going back to kill them yeah. with,
3: like, <laughs> level 50
5: Yeah, I remember. He's like, hey, yeah, I have the Master Sword and the Ancient Armor, and now it's like, hey, it's me. You remember me? Yeah. The I, guy that you trounced when I had three hearts <laughs> and, and wool pants. Such a great yeah. I did
4: the same thing. I went back to the starting point, yep. looked at the, like, Temple of Time and everything, looked around, and I'm like, oh. The guardian that's yeah. sitting in front of that first thing right, I remember that shot you. me. Yeah. <laughs> so I went back and I, I used a metal box and knocked it over. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, and it's like it's it's surprising people stuff found, underneath when you do that. Yeah, people
3: yeah. found the Triforce in those first four shrines, right? With the yeah. that weird the hand that yeah. weird yeah. uh, yeah. corpses making that like different yeah. triangles with his hands. I thought it was the I, Illuminati. Yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> <laughs> he's throwing up the Rockefeller. <laughs> yep, yep. um, yeah, we Big Jay Z fan. Um, again, I missed I missed I missed all that stuff because I was just like, oh, I want to go outside and play. Yeah, now that I'm like this far. In, I can stop and kind of smell the roses a little bit because you know, now I'm looking at the way all the systems work together. But But do
4: you uh, like? I mean, we were talking earlier, and you're like, you've not picked up a star fragment, for example. But yeah, you gotta need a hundred hours in. Yeah, it's crazy. And like, I for the first time yesterday, I I noticed that when you're on Death Mountain and the heat is like completely out of control, if you go to your menu in the lower left corner, it says error. Oh! Did really? you see that? No. no. Yeah, like the the
2: machine can't work because That's it's so too cool. hot. That's like, really check fun. it has
0: all these little things yeah, that you'll yeah. find. Check,
2: check your map if you're in a sna- uh, sandstorm. I yeah. will tell you that too. There's a yeah. funny little thing there as well. No, and uh, hopefully next week uh, we can finally do the uh, enormous spoiler, spoiler cast. cast. Thing. Like I'm, I'm Brendan Graeber made me promise not to do it while he was on vacation. He's on vacation this week. So uh, we're gonna figure that one out um, and work it. I'm just uh,
3: pushing, I'm have, pushing that Ganon fight down the road. Yeah. It's there. And I, think, I, think it's, for me. I
5: think what's really funny about that is it by now I'm seeing a lot of people that I follow on Twitter or something like that that are posting like, beat Zelda last night, like, oh. here's a screenshot that's like Calamity Ganon defeated, whatever. Like a lot of people are finishing this game and to me personally, like I have, I'm not in a rush to get to the end. I want to beat the game. And to me finishing the game. Yeah. yeah, And to me, finishing the game means finishing all 120 shrines, upgrading, maxing out like two or three different armor sets that I really love. And then like finishing like three or four, Side quests that, that I've been holding off on because like I just really want to do like I want to find that big horse so yeah, I want to do yeah. this other thing you know like yeah. there's like a very specific number of terms that I have for myself before I'm like great now I can go take and, my and Ganon. that's the what, yeah.
2: wonderful thing you set your own terms for what you want to do for this playthrough I decided to storm the castle without taking out any divine beasts yeah it was I funny following whole, you. Yeah. it was uh, funny
5: following you because you're like ah oh, I'm in my second playthrough and I'm gonna do X Y and Z and then the next tweet was like <laughs> I went into fogland in and <laughs> <Ganon> anyway whatever <laughs>
2: it like, yeah, yeah I was like it's time it's no so but that Right. The, the multipath stuff is so. Awesome. Well, and that's the thing. Then Multi-paths. you can define your own your own fun. By uh, uh, last night, I was taking shooting pukavlins uh, with uh, ice arrows and then posing paths. for selfies Bubble with them. Thing. Like I would uh, stop, yeah. pull out the selfie camera and be like, "Click!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just it's wish so there was great. a better way to share those photos. But yeah. I agree. I mean, if you if you
4: want more of these stories, we, we did a really good episode of BitFight. Fight. Just Google Bitfight look for it. Oh, you I saw the we, Eventide. We did an Eventide Island Challenge. Owned guys, uh, it, guys. Owned yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. yeah spoiler you guys warning. Basically, had to play. G- you guys had an advantage, so you I had just full powers advantage. and high yeah. hearts. Like I went yeah, to I that we thing with much. I went to that thing with four hearts. I'm like, this is. Not I told Mitch yeah, afterwards, and his died.
2: defense was, "Oh, I want people to be able to beat it." I'm like, yeah. dude. Oh,
3: I barely even got there with the stamina I had. I was dying in the air. I was like, ah! It landed on the island. I I didn't even
5: I got. Even tied really early on in the game mm-hmm. uh probably like four like four or five hearts in and uh definitely was like no i gotta come back like 20 yep. hours from now well, and and came I think back later when i had nine or ten it was and, easy yeah,
2: right well yeah. i think they purposely put it where they did too because i finished the game and didn't find it till after and i think it's one of those things that they just don't expect you to find till much later okay it's um, so, I found it so fast yeah, yeah. yeah. it's interesting there's
5: those yeah. two shrines that are there and there's a boat next to one of them and you're like yeah where's that go uh, yeah, yeah. 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 You took no, a boat cool. there? Yeah, I, did, I took yeah, a boat. Yeah, you can do the boat. And yeah, I a boat there. Yeah. What do you All right. I can uh, glide in there like a
2: crazy dude. So let's transition <laughs> yeah. over to news. Um, and uh, coming up, let's talk about uh, Rocket League on Switch uh, and the possibility of this actually happening. And what would it take? What would we want to see from it? Um, so this story specifically uh, comes from a conversation that we had recently with vice president of Psyonix Studios. Uh, his name's Jeremy Dunham. Oh, well, Jeremy Dunham. Has a history Dun- with, uh, with up, IGN. Jeremy? Used to work here, right? He used to That's right? About, no, Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. So um, he basically gave us a quote talking about that they're evaluating the possibility and the various factors involved. He said, just like all other platforms, we are evaluating it. We're looking to see the technical requirements are, what the technical requirements are. We're looking to see what kind of true community demand there is. We're looking to see how it would benefit the community as a whole. So we're still in that evaluation phase. It's definitely too early to say that it wouldn't happen, but it's also definitely too early to say that it would. So this is a dodge. It's not answering Jeremy, the question. You've become the uh, man. But uh, Rocket God. League has now reached 29 million unique users, registered players, according uh, to Psyonix, which That's is awesome. This is 2016's really most cool downloaded game. game on PS4. Granted, reminder, this was available for free on PSN yeah, at one point. Yeah. It was it was PlayStation Plus. Yeah. But it, it didn't matter. That only helped fuel the fire. But this, I, I feel like Rocket League is still a big deal, and I think it deserves a place on Switch. Um, one of the things I would like to see if this deal happens is, okay. Why don't you and Nintendo look at this and say, "All right, let's do some specific Nintendo flags, Nintendo themed cars. Make it happen. Fans will Mario eat that. Mario cars. Though. Yeah. See that. But only there was some right? sort of
3: Mario car.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like like Hot Wheels has gotten a Mario freaking, uh crossover. Like you telling me Rocket League can't. Hey, those that? are
5: scary as hell though. <laughs> Mercedes you also things? got a Mario crossover. That's right. So. <laughs> That's
2: but that, that was a different. That was a one way bridge. We didn't <laughs> see like a imagine a, a yeah. Mushroom Kingdom Mercedes Benz. Oh
5: God.
4: I, terrifying multiplayer anyway, is in Nintendo's DNA like multiplayer especially split screens always been a staple of these machines this machine comes with two controllers right out of the box I I think it's perfect and it's not like it's not a graphically intensive game to do the only thing that this game has is a kind of like an update schedule like a splatoon or like like a minecraft right where you get more and more content over time and so you know it would need a dlc strategy and nintendo enabling that via the store but like everything about this game is perfect for the switch i think
2: yeah and it's not I don't want people to look at it and be like, well, that's old. It's like, no, it's not. People are still playing this game, and it, it is, is very highly relevant. played, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, if you haven't played Rocket League, it is basically soccer with cars. It is off the two wall V2. and changed. Yeah, 2v2. Yeah, yeah. You ride on the walls. You can block a goal in a way that you never thought possible. You flip yeah. your car over the, to
5: do like
4: these dramatic air shots. Yes. Stuff, yeah. the, on, the only thing is the, the Switch doesn't have an analog trigger, and like you can use, you want to use nuance when you're Controlling the cars yeah. in that game, but you know you could still you could do stuff with the right thumbstick or whatever. Like there there are ways around that with increments, but yeah, yeah. but still, um, oh, it's it'd be so awesome on this machine, especially and if they add Mario Cars.
5: The I agree. more the more that I play Switch out in the wild, because like I said, for the first couple of weeks that I had my Switch, I was at home only. But the more that I take it out to like the airport and like, take it on a plane, take it into work into the office and play it here, the more I th- start thinking like I want every game on the yep. Switch. Like yep. every time, like like um, you and I are talking about, we're playing Persona Five, and like I would love to be home or here now and just be like okay, I have twenty minutes after lunch. Like I'm just going to play a little bit. Of, I'm going to grind a little bit of Persona. Grinding, yeah. Yeah. But I think one of the things, especially about multiplayer, if I'm here at the office or I'm at the airport and I'm on Wi-Fi. It's it seems like a no-brainer to me like if Splatoon can work so seamlessly over Wi-Fi and you can be playing competitively anywhere. Anywhere. Then why not why not uh Rocket League? Why Mario, not a, a game like Overwatch Yeah, or Mario Kart's where,
2: at the end of next yeah. month. That's going to be another one where yeah. you be
5: like, "Oh, I'm at a coffee shop, I'm going to do some Mario Kart." Okay, the end we're of done. That's next month?
2: That is April that 28th. Yeah. That rules. That is that is coming sooner than you think. Yeah. Um no, I completely agree and uh, I just think like Granted, Minecraft is the bigger version of of, uh, what Rocket League is, right? Like, Rocket League to multiplayer doesn't really compute to what Minecraft is, but Minecraft was still something that Nintendo got late, and they made sure that when they did, there was a unique hook to it. There was a Mario-themed thing to it. And I swear, like, when that thing hits Switch, you know there's going to be another tie-in like that whether it's zelda or not that would be amazing uh an amazing fit for minecraft to have a zelda themed uh sort of direction for it whether or not nintendo takes that um will be an entirely different question but i think that rocket league can work on switch and i think that uh, nintendo should get on the ball with that Psionics um, too yes uh, and Psionics too. So uh, next story is about so what is going on with Lego City undercover <laughs> like have you seen the confusion around this thing? Yeah I think we, I think <laughs>
3: we landed on the entire game is on the cart.
5: Okay, is that where we are with this. I think that's so, where we are. So did, there's a what, 13 gig patch or something. What was it? No. So I think hmm. I, I could take us through. If yeah, you yeah, want, yeah. But no, yeah, you,
2: yeah. You, you do this. Okay, and okay. now I'm going to let you you guys jump in with I, the opinions. This, is, this
5: is a remake. Thing. This is
4: a remake of the Wii U game, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Good, good Lego game on the Wii U. Basically, coming Lego, LEGO, LEGO everything. Lego Grand Theft Auto. LEGO GTA, At the yeah. time, it was just Wii U. It came to other platforms afterwards. Or it's um, coming to other platforms. Yeah, it hasn't reported anything else yet. But it was single-player. That yes. was the the big departure from the other LEGO games, which this game rectifies. So we're actually looking forward to
3: it. They're adding so, co-op in this yeah, version. Yeah.
2: Yep. So uh, on Reddit, someone was able to obtain official box art. or I mean, they bought the game, it looks like. Uh, they had a physical version of LEGO City on the cover. And on the box, right on the front near the bottom, requires an internet connection, which people are like, okay, what does that mean? Then you flip it over to the back, uh, up to 13 gigabytes of storage required for game download. It's like so. Right away, that image set off a whole bunch of "What does this mean? Mm-hmm. Why is this a thing?" Um, which also then led dealing, to oh, no, the system that has 32 gigabytes of internal storage." Yep. Yeah. And well, um, and then you have an eShop listing that says that the game is only 7.1 gigabytes of download. <laughs> so where are the other eight uh, coming from, or excuse me, other six coming from? Um, wow. So then the following statement was provided to IGN by <laughs> Warner Brothers and uh, Warner Brothers representative: "Players who purchase LEGO City Undercover on Nintendo Switch at retail do not lead to Download the game to play. All players uh, who purchase the game can download the small content update patch with an internet connection. That's that was all small I wanted to say. content at time. update patch. Yeah, so it's okay. not thirteen gigs. We pressed for more info. We got a second statement. The information listed inc- uh, is listed incorrectly on the packaging of LEGO City Undercover for Nintendo Switch. Players who purchase a physical copy of LEGO City Undercover on Nintendo Switch at retail are getting the complete game and do not need additional content to enjoy the full experience. An internet connection is not required to play the game. The only internet connection suggested is to download the typical content update patch. Okay. okay so so, it's
4: resolved. so yeah. lots of brouhaha over nothing then is what you're saying.
2: Somewhat. I mean, because folks immediately try to uh, extrapolate this mishap uh, and possibly misprint, or I guess it's a misprint, into there's also this uh, story growing about how much does a cartridge cost to get made on a Nintendo platform. Um, And, of course, the natural reality is cartridges cost more to manufacture than Blu-ray discs. That is... is, No one is refuting that. Correct. Um, But uh, for some independent developers and for some smaller publishers it seems to be surprising to them uh, and so some stories have been written Eurogamer ran something about why they cost so much why rhyme is ten dollars more for example based on you know speculative but still good reporting just interestingly enough we talked to some developers uh, and have heard hey man this has always been the story with cartridges on any Nintendo anything like mm-hmm. it's never been that they were a cheaper solution so why are people so up in arms over this right, right.
3: Yeah, I think they thought that because the cartridges were more expensive, that publishers were opting for cheaper cartridges, so not the bigger size ones, and then basically punting that savings or lack thereof onto the consumer, who then had to download additional stuff. So if She's your game not is true. not yeah. true, so if your game is forty gigs, uh, and the publisher opted for a thirty-two gig file. They were effectively theorizing that that eight gig oh, download like would have to come from the idea. eShop, which means it's eating into your internal Weird. memory or an SD card you had to buy mm-hmm. so either way it's like it didn't feel like good consumer practice because but uh because the, you know you'd have to buy an SD card you'd have to eat up thirty two you know a third of your fourth or your thirty two gig space. But it doesn't seem like that's the case. No, with this game specifically, the, this might happen
4: again. Who knows? But it's not happening here. And, and then the, I mean, we we have not heard from any developer saying that these cartridges are so expensive that's an issue. Yeah, like have you heard anybody say that? And we heard this plenty of times during the N sixty four age, yes. where cartridge
2: cost was like thirty
4: dollars. Well, especially because CD publisher, that,
2: yeah, CD like the whole process behind doing disc based media for a console wasn't right. really done, right. and so like the savings were must have been out of control when you think about it comparing yeah. the times but
4: but now like i i, I don't think the cost is I know the cost is not as high for of, No, of course not cartridges. I mean, the
3: and, book Game no, Over has an entire arc in it about Nintendo at the time was effectively strong-arming third parties to uh, make it so they had to buy their proprietary cartridges In the
2: NES uh, era uh, the Yeah, NES you, had era, you had to order yeah. a certain amount and you had to hope that they all sold because you yeah. didn't want to order too many because yep. then you'd have to sell them back to Nintendo yeah. And there were add Very practice There time. was battery backup
4: there were EEPROM yep. EEPROM yep. Plus all that kind of stuff where in the N64 days some publishers said I'm not going going to have the cartridge save your data you're going to have to use an external memory card yeah. like that that also happened right yeah. no, those were cost savings back in the n64 days that don't apply anymore totally. then
2: I, I just feel weird that some folks are throwing this uh, lobbying at nintendo too that basically well your digital and your retail cost the same and it's like well name any publisher where that's not the truth um, th- that's usually the okay. case. If yeah. you're putting something in a retail store as a courtesy to the retailer, you're keeping the digital price the same right. thing unless yeah. there's a special exactly. sale We've involved about this before. or something like, like that. What
3: you're, what you're gaining in convenience of me not fumbling and dropping the, my Zelda cart on, on you know, the, the crack of an airplane mm-hmm. uh, is
2: <laughs> – That's a weird one. That's yeah. a
3: very weird one. <laughs> is, is the ability to just have it always on board. But what I'm losing is that ability of handing that cartridge to Zach or mm-hmm. selling it or finding it. In a used game bin for five bucks. Like I have to buy Snake Pass digitally. Yeah, no they retail went version of that only. Game. Yeah. Zelda I yeah. have multiple options. Now Zelda I bought for sixty dollars digitally on the store, but you can also uh the Amazon was having like forty two dollar uh pre order bonuses right. for mm-hmm. discounts for it. Yeah, for so Prime. Yeah. Part, so far I've yet to even put uh, a card into my like there's I've, the an switch, actual yeah. physical
4: game has not been in my switch yet, yeah, I and mean, all digital looking like, out so far i mean the the i I do think the the publishers and the developers control their pricing right yes. it it is it's an old story that retailers have a lot of power and that even as, you know, if, if you're releasing a product digitally and physically that you don't want the retail on your bad side. That is true, right? Like a publisher says, a publisher could offer different price points for different places and they will deliberately not do that because they want GameStop on their side. Yes, they sure. want Amazon on their yeah. side. Well, and they want to sense. make sure that they get pushed by the retail associates and that they actually sell well in those channels. Well,
2: things. and I want to make sure, too, we're not just representing one side, right? Like, clearly, we, the the customer deserves every advantage yeah. they should be able to get. I and th- yes, it would be great if digital costs slightly cheaper yeah. than what it did at retail. But that's not the norm on any platform, mm-hmm. technically, mm-hmm. really. Um, and I'm sure there's maybe one or two oddball situations that folks say, oh, no, well, there was this. It's not true across the board.
3: Definitely not at launch for anything. I mean, what yeah. you do get is you get like, I mean, I'm 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 on Beyond every week, right? A, a big thing that we like to cover there are flash sales on PSN mm-hmm. where Sony just wakes up in a good mood one day and they're like, uh-huh. Hey, all our first party games are two dollars. for Final off. Fantasy Seven. Yeah, it's like Journey's like two ninety nine for an afternoon, wow. or Bloodborne's ten. Like you know. uh, it, that stuff's awesome. It's momentary. It happens for like a weekend, then it goes away. Retail prices are the ones you get to see ebb and flow a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Although with Nintendo stuff, it's very tricky because their first party stuff is historically like pretty. They do that thing where they're like, they they kind of like, like establish a price point for it. Yeah, there's no such thing there. as like greatest hit. Even
2: right? if it's. Like, yeah, even really? If it's, well, there yeah, is. But it toys. takes like yeah. years yeah, before yeah, yeah, it'll make that list. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, if. Normally, if a game is not selling well, a publisher will dip and go, "Well, now it's twenty bucks, or now it's thirty bucks." You you rarely, if ever, see that with Nintendo stuff. Even poor codename Steam, which no one even mentioning it on this podcast. This may be the first actual mention of that game since it came out. Yeah, those those guys worked (laughs) really hard on it did not get a significant price drop, at least for a while, before Mm -hmm. finally someone said, yeah, $15. Which is crazy. Get out the door, please. The
4: the difference in price for physical versus digital media, the change will come to gaming. There's no question about it. It happened with books, right? I can get a Kindle version of a book always cheaper than a a paperback and always cheaper than a hardcover version, right? It happened to music, music. you know, it's it, it's cheaper movie it was cheaper remember, to download than to buy the. CD. Remember Blockbuster Video? Yeah, yeah. I remember there was on
3: every street. And now there are none.
4: It, yeah. it, it, it'll happen, and you have to be patient until that happens, and just kind of be smart. Now you should, with a system like the switch, though, you have to consider that if you only buy digitally, the cost will get you later on the on the yeah, actual so space, memory. You're going right? to run out of space, and you're going to have to buy. You need
2: a new card? Yeah.
5: Yeah, I think it's an interesting, like it's a difficult position to be in because I think. If you are buying things physically in this day and age, you know that you're paying that extra premium for a cart. You know what I mean? So like I could definitely see why people would be upset about, hey, if I'm gonna buy this game digitally on Switch and I'm gonna put it on on your platform as opposed to buying it on PlayStation or as opposed to buying it on Xbox or what have you, you know, why should I have to pay an extra five, ten dollars? But it's also not fair to somebody that maybe doesn't has limited internet access that they should have to pay an additional ten dollars. When the four of us could buy it, are you saying 20. life is unfair? Often, I, I think that. it also yeah, means it's one of my favorite catchphrases. Is it, it means that it, it means that um, if you were to develop
3: an indie game, um, it would have to be uh, that was digital only. It would have to be smaller than thirty gigs it would just have to be you could not make a 50 gig indie I mean no well, one makes
4: a 50 gig well there's already a game quest. that's bigger than the storage right late in Japan
3: oh yeah Dragon, Dragon Quest, quest, uh, quest. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah Dragon Quest oh, Heroes right. 1 and right. 2
3: yeah so you there you have a retail option right but if like somebody didn't you know um Compartmentalized Snake Pass the way it should have been, and that was a 60 gig game. Yeah. Like, that's using up a third of my memory card or whatever it is. So,
5: or it comes uh, on two cartridges, like Titanic <laughs> on VHS. <laughs> ah, you get uh, that through, you remember that? Part out. Remember that? Out. Oh my god, remember that? Um, CAV laser. The, the
2: sad fallout though, from, from all of this uh, <laughs> digital and physical conversation we've had, though. Um, and uh, part of me is sad by this, that's why I'm bringing this up. Uh, the slow, inevitable death of the boutique video game store, which there have been some amazing boutique store. Like I grew up in the Bronx with not too far from Fordham Road, if you know where that is, yep. or not even too far from uh, sort of Third Avenue and where uh, you'd run into like just these mom and pop video game stores. And some of them tried really hard to sort of just show video games in, in a positive light or gave really good yeah. attention to displays and to making the store feel like a place you wanted to go to. Yeah. Um I miss that. And I that's gone. Too. It's do been do gone from San Francisco from like two years I've been here. Yeah. But And I feel like I rarely see them. But we've got Amoeba for music, right?
4: Like there are still stores selling vinyl. There, yeah. yep. There's, there will always be a subculture like
2: that yeah, and it's going to get But it's cool harder again. to find. Sure. They <laughs> it's will de- very will hard to find.
4: There are very few video video rental stores. Around. I, I miss, <laughs> I miss that. I,
2: that. I just, as, yeah. as an oldie, I miss those, you know, yes. I, I miss the, the, the feel of walking into a video game store. Well, if you go
4: to that Japan, if you go to japan it's yeah. like it's alive and well right like yeah. the video retail. well it's not doing that great all though. sizes right yeah but,
2: but games not doing so great like you yeah. go to tokyo super potato it's half figures these days it's so not it's just, even uh so here's what here's what has to happen
3: anymore. and this is this is what we're seeing happen now already um the game stores have to cease being game stores and have to be sort of catch-all nerd culture stores, yeah.
2: right? Um, you mean it, like we did as a as a website? Because we kind of did that. We worked weren't just a video game. Totally worked for us, it's right? You, were, I mean, you can read games early, You
3: can watch a Spider Man trailer on yeah. our site, right. and right. what? Fifteen years ago, you couldn't do that. You'd watch yeah. the Spider Man Forensic yeah. Fortune. Not trailer. to derail you, but that, just but, just that,
4: but, but for us, it wasn't a kind of oh, we gotta we got change because maybe there'll be a draw in gaming. In the very beginning, we said, hey man, our our readers are into Star Wars. Well, right out of that in '99, yeah, I think. I think yeah. it's crazy. A lot of gaming sites now add entertainment because I think they want to fill the gaps when there's not a big game coming out. Yeah. Sure.
3: Well, the, were, that's what, GameStop that, right. partnered with ThinkGeek specifically for mm-hmm. this, right? To bring in collectibles, to bring in Funko Pops and nerdy, like, Minecraft phone cases and socks from Star Wars and all this weird stuff I like they that. They got Zelda socks now. Zelda really socks, weird. exactly. <laughs> and um, GameStop is, they're down profits year over year. Their stocks are down year over year. They're that's closing they up mad. to 190 stores, but they are they are opening uh, up to 35 uh uh, boutique collectible theme stores, yep.
2: which are Think Geek brands. Yeah, we'll bring sure. them back I to think, Puerto Rico. Yeah. I that's right. Sorry, they they, they pulled out of Puerto Rico almost entirely yeah. uh, at some point last year, and I had a bunch of folks tweeting at me going, "This is really sad. Like, how am I supposed to buy my games now?" Yeah, and I was like, "Man, that sucks. Did they like, say that's it was unfortunate, local?
4: huh?" Did they say it was local?
2: Uh, shut up. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go well, ahead. Sorry. I think no. Look, I, d-
4: some of those stores are going to pivot to other things. Like Think Geek is a great example, right? It's mm. an awesome brand for like T-shirts and collectibles, and they do. really Really cool things around April Fool's. Always always check them out then. So I think that's great. They're also going to do the trade-in stuff forever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like for classic games, uh, for devices like iPhones, they'll have their trade stops. But like, they've got to get more
3: competitive with that because they, they're, they're going up against other brick and mortar stores yeah. like Best Buy, which have yeah. that, or digital stores like Amazon, which lets you trade in That's, games as well. Best, Best good not for not so
2: great either. Amazon's doing great because... Best,
4: Best Buy has, has been, been holding on to like yeah. the last... Yeah. The last yeah. Yeah. C- yeah. Sears, the people who reintroduced uh, the U.S. to Say gaming... Sears. Uh, Sears. Yeah. Sears. Sears, yeah. Sears. I'm not Sears. doing so wonderful. No, not at all.
3: And But what we're seeing... sort Alexander's? What we're seeing globally is a slow retail apocalypse, right? Mm-hmm. It's a slow decline. And when you lose those big stores, you lose the smaller stores that go with them. Yep. So like when your mom wants to go to the mall to when you're a kid and she's like, I want to go to Macy's, you, I'll take you to GameStop afterwards. When Macy's goes away, there's no, there's no spillover to GameStop, right? You, there's yeah. no spillover to Toys R Us. So, But people are buying toys. They're buying nerdy T-shirts more than ever. They're buying games more than ever. They're
0: doing
2: it over the internet. Or they're doing it over yeah, the internet. No, yeah. You
0: know. On the plus side, though, we
3: are seeing like this barcade resurgence. There is more boutique stores. I was in an awesome store called Toy Tokyo in Manhattan three mm-hmm. days ago. Uh, I was, yeah, I was a, super jealous that you said you were there. Yeah, really cool <laughs> no, store. No, I was no, in no, an no. awesome – and now Toy, to, uh, Toy Tokyo, in the front of their store, it's like Funko Pops, right? It's like $10, chintzy, brand-new toys. that Never like those things. There's I don't either, either, right? They yeah, look like dead-eyed fan. little Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, Sorry, uh, Funko Pop fan. It's fine, I get why people like 'em. But so they get people in with stuff like that, but then you walk to the back and it's like, oh, you guys have vintage Thundercats and you have old Star Wars Oh. toys. And stuff
2: like that. Um, <laughs>
3: In On St. Mark's in Manhattan, there's a place called Barcade, right? A couple blocks from there, I found a retro game store. And I walked in and I just geeked out. I felt like it was in Tokyo because it was just like – so I think there's going to be a movement for this stuff. I think so. I think it's got to come together with the right sort of – it can't just be focused on games. It can't just be – in the same way, Amoeba is not just a record shop. They yep. also have CDs. They also sell turn say Amoeba,
2: It's a, I, It sounds so much like Amoeba. I'm like, no, he's yeah. talking about something else. Yeah. I'm sorry. Amoeba, yeah. yeah.
3: If you um, want to see a store full of amiibos, go to Target and look it, at the animal Crossing.
4: Uh, they are. are sure. uh, <laughs> more, I mean, there are some awesome vinyl stores around. And by the way, there's like now like a record day where like new vinyl comes out, new And there's a resurgence out, in that like culture as well. Springsteen yeah. does them all the time. Absolutely. Like There's, there's this sub- subculture that will always be around, but you're absolutely right. You're going to have to look a lot harder. And in yeah. some, you know, like Puerto Rico, it might be impossible to find
2: one, for yeah. example. Well, yeah.
4: Puerto Rico's falling on some hard times, let me tell you. But, uh,
2: and I'm sitting here with a big is,
3: SD card just like sipping
2: the iced tea, like, well, that's. Yeah. my
3: business (laughs) it's
2: it's just listening to this though makes me feel like if i wasn't doing this i think i'd open a barcade somewhere Totally, because i care so much about uh games and games culture my only fear with opening one in the states is that it isn't like japan where uh the video game themed bars or it's just no one disturbs anything like it amazes me how well and how careful the japanese are and how um the words not appreciative respectful yeah. mm-hmm. they are of someone else's things and so nothing feels like it's ever really I know the like, exact trash. bar that you're talking about in yeah, yeah. 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 Mario bar, bar. I'm like, yeah Mario bar of Be drunken Dash. hooligans and vandals yeah, yeah, yeah which is true. surprising for a bar because you, you order a drink and you know get a little tipsy but anyway um, we should move on show's over uh, that was a lot of fun, as always. Thank yeah. you uh, so much for joining us this week uh, for our Nintendo Voice Chat. Um, and remember that you can leave us feedback at MVC at IGN.com or on iTunes or anywhere you can leave a review for us. Please leave one and let us know what you think of the show. Thank you again for listening and for watching, because uh, we wouldn't be hitting these milestones if it wasn't for you. And so I just want to say another time how grateful we are for all of your support. Um, you can find us also on Twitter. You can find Zach Ryan at Zacharyasd. You can find Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle. And you can find Per Schneider at Per IGN. Yep, and myself, Jose underscore Otero. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and we'll be back next week, uh, hopefully with a uh, Zelda spoiler cast. If you haven't finished, it's yep. not a rush. That's not a label. Don't
5: worry about it. But uh, It'll be around when you do.
2: <laughs> yeah, it'll yeah. be around when you do. We'll try something fun with segments, so at least you can get in on part of the action. And uh, go watch Link together in the meantime. Yeah, do that. Very um, funny. Yep, and uh, we'll see you next week with more Nintendo Wish Show.